Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thank you so very much for being here this morning. I absolutely appreciate you setting your notifications and accepting them when they come in. It is a great honor and a pleasure to always be a part of your day. I hope so far you are having an amazing day and I hope it only gets better from this point on. I am author speaker Diane Luber. I am the author of Abuser. He was there all the time. I'm not in it by myself. He was there all the time. The 31-day devotional, Encourage Yourself in the Word, and my new journal line called Dear God. You can go to lubrandbooks.com and you can purchase your copies there or you can always go to amazon.com and get your copies there. Please, while you are at lubrandbooks.com, please go ahead and register. And if you're not following me on Facebook, would you please go ahead and do that at author... Diane Lubre and I want to just say already thank you for doing that. Uh, this morning I want to talk to you about something that is so prevalent in our world right now and I have to say that our world is in a lot of pain. Our country the great United States of America is in a lot of pain. There are a lot of people who dislike America because of the way God have blessed America. And there are a lot of people who like to see Americans in pain and wants to be the ones to inflict pain on the American people. And they do so, and we do hurt, and we pray, and we trust God, and we believe that God will make a way out of no way, and we believe that God will bring deliverance to his people, because there are some of us that actually, really, and truly do love God. And some of us have decided that although life may get tough, we're not going to give up on life, but we are going to keep moving, keep pushing, keep trucking. Unfortunately, there are so many people who give up on life. We see it in the news all last week about people who have money, who have status, who have title, who have fame and fortune, and they are taking their own lives. And let me say this, it, it's it's... It's not something that I've never tried. It's not something that I've never thought of. After I had my first son, I went through a very traumatic postpartum depression. And I tried to kill myself with my son laying next to me. I remember just not feeling good about me. Not not feeling I guess how a mother is supposed to feel looking at this beautiful baby and and 
you don't want to put that baby down, but yet at at a, at the same time, there is something on the inside of you that's not right, that's not fulfilling, that that doesn't feel good, that that's not that's not adding up. And I remember, I woke up one morning, and I had my baby, beautiful baby, gorgeous skin, head full of hair, just a beautiful baby. And I'm looking at him, and the very minute I felt that baby kick, the first time I fell in love with him, I was a teenage mom, high school dropout. I was in the church and uh, this lady told me because I was not married and the other women who were in the church are married. She told me that God would not love my son. Oh Jesus, God would not love my son the way he loved the other women who were married. Now, this is supposed to be the church mother. So when you hear stuff like that, and when you are constantly put down and picked on, and you feel like there's no place to go or no way to turn to, giving up on life becomes so easy to do. So I laid in the bed, and I told myself, Today is it. I'm going to give it up. That's it. I can't. It was just something in me I couldn't explain. And back in those days, they did not have postpartum depression. You, We didn't hear that terminology. It's, it's just, I love my son, but in some way there was a disconnection. And I was trying to put it together, and I can't put it together. And I woke up one morning, and... His dad left for work, and I just said, you know what, this is it. Something just said to me, okay, go get the knife. So I went and I got the knife. And I said, okay, I made sure I bathed my son. I made sure he was fed. And I laid next to him to make sure when I died, he wouldn't roll off the bed and fall. So I laid there, and I got up. And I say, well, when they find me, I don't want them to find me dirty. So I got up and I took a shower. And I was just going to lay next to him naked. And I said, no, when they come in, I don't want them to find me naked. So I'm just going to put on some underwear. And I lay next to him and I got the knife and I reached my arm over the bed and I was ready to just slice off my wrist. And I couldn't because I... I I had this little person next to me, and I couldn't. And when you looked at me on the outside, I looked normal. When you looked at me on the outside, everything was peaches and cream. When you looked at me on the outside, there didn't seem to be anything wrong with me. But on the inside, I was empty, I was hollow, and I was ready to give up. And I used to think people with money and people with status, and I thought people who was well-known, I thought money took care of everything. I thought if I had money, if I wasn't a high school dropout, if I had not been a, a victim of sexual abuse as a child, had my mother come to my rescue and not call me the molester's mistress, I just thought if, if none of these things happened to me, 
my life would have been great. My, my life would have never ended up the way it would. And maybe I'd be married and maybe God would love my son like he loved the son of the women who were married. Because, hey, I am a fornicator. I am shacking up. I have a son out of wedlock. Oh my God, there's, there's no hope. There is no grace. There's no mercy for me. And it is so sad that sometimes the church, and I know some people are going to get vexed. Some people are going to get mad. Some people are going to get upset. It is so sad that sometimes the church rejection hurts more than the world. And, and I, I really believe it's because they say, come, come as you are, and we will accept you. Come as you are, and we will love you. Come as you are. Jesus love you, and Jesus will clean and cleanse and make you whole, and everything will be peaches and cream. And yes, God loves us. There is nothing God will not do for us. There is no way God will ever turn his back on us. But yet the church do. And yet. So many people suffer spiritual abuse at the hand of the pastor, at the hand of the first lady, at the hand of other ministers and other people in the church. With all the stuff that's going on in the world, and I'm watching all these people kill themselves, and I'm watching all these people take their own lives, my heart goes out to them. Because God had grace and he had mercy on me. And my son, father, he came home just in time. And I think God had that orchestrated so perfectly. He came home just in time. And I didn't have a chance to do any harm to myself. But I never got any help. I never, because we, we didn't have that back in the days. And I remember when the lady, Andrea Yates, in Houston, when she killed her five children and she told her husband, a voice told her to do it. And she said it was God, but it was not God because God is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. So when I heard her, I ran into my boss's office and I say to her, you know what? I believe her. And she asked me why. I said, because I heard that same voice. And my boss looked at me. And she said, I know, me too. And I was shocked because, first of all, she is in management. I am reporting to her. How is that possible that people in management have the same thoughts and ideas and they feel the same way that we, the lesser people, feel or the title that we've been given to? And I've come to realize the Bible is so true that the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible is so true that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I wish there was a way, and I wish... And I hope somebody had the opportunity 
to go to these people because it's not just happening in the hood and in the trailer parks. I mean, this is in Hollywood and these people are taking their lives. And when people have money, money can buy any and everything. But one thing money can't buy, money can't buy peace of mind. Money can't buy joy. Money cannot give you rest at night. You can buy all the good drugs, but it's not going to let you rest. And my, I was just thinking about that, and I was like, oh, my God. They don't know God loved them. They don't know that God gave up his son Jesus so that they may have life. They don't know. They don't have to kill themselves. They don't know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. They don't know that God does not want them to give up, but he wants them to come to him and say, Abba, I'm in a state, I'm in a place, I'm a hurting, I'm tired. The medicine is not working. The money is not working. The sex, the drugs is not working. There is this emptiness in me that I need you to feel. And I do believe there is this place in us that God made specifically for him. And only God and God alone can feel. Life gets tough. But we have got to hold on. We have got to pray one for another. We have got to remember that there is a heaven. And there is truly a hell. And we have got to love each other enough to pray for them. Okay, they may not want to hear us talking to them. They may not want to hear us, you know, uh, telling them about Jesus. But we can pray because the Bible tells us the heart of the king, it's in his hands. And like the river, God can move and twist. God can do whatever he wants because he is absolute. He is in total control. And so many people are hurting. And so many people want to give up. And so many people want to throw in the towel because they don't know that tomorrow is coming. And tomorrow can be and will be better than today. The Bible tells us weeping may endure for a night. And I get it. Some nights are long. Some nights are painful. Some nights are dark. Some nights seems like there is no end. But God's word is true. His word does not fall to the ground. So if it said weeping may endure for a night, for you, your night, maybe a day or two. For somebody else, a month or two. Somebody else, a week or two. Somebody else, a year or two. For me, it's been 10 years I've been dealing with this visual disability. And let me tell you, there are days I wanted to give up. There were days I wanted to throw in the towels because all of a sudden my life changed. I had to give up my keys to my daughter. All of a sudden, things I used to do so easily and so freely, I could no longer do it. I had 
to wait on others to take me here and take me there and, and read a piece of mail to me and fill out documents for me. Things that I used to do that I once took for granted, I could no longer. And for somebody, it's sickness. For somebody, it's cancer. For somebody, it's diabetes. For somebody, it's kidney. For somebody, it's a brain injury. For some, you know, there's so much hurt, so much pain, so much sickness and disease. But that does not mean God is not able to heal us. That does not mean God cannot fix what's wrong because he can't. And all we have to do is go to him, ask him, and he will do it. The, the one thing I have come to just love God for, he may not take it away right then and right there, but one thing he does, he gives you the grace to carry it. He gives you the grace to keep moving. He gives you the grace to, to take the next step. He gives you the grace to keep going on. And before you know it, you're in a different place. And people say, girl, how did you do it? And you're like, ain't nothing but the grace of God. Because we can't take any credit for it because it's him and him alone. Him alone. And today I wanted to come because I know this is not a happy message. I know this is not something that's gonna put money in your pocket, but guess what? It has the potential to save a life. It has the potential to remind somebody that God loves you and God wants nothing but the best for you. God does not want you and I to hurt ourselves. He does not want us to give up. What he wants us to do is to draw closer to him. I was listening to my Bible and I was listening to where God called Moses up to the mountain. And the Bible says that it got dark and God called Moses into the darkness. And usually when we see darkness, we feel alone. Usually when we see darkness, we don't want to go in because we're afraid of the unknown. But when I heard that, that told me it's in the dark places is where I have the opportunity to really get to know God for myself. Had Moses not gone into that darkness, Moses would have never gotten, gotten the patterns to build the Ark of the Covenant, to, to build the tabernacle, to build all the other furnitures. Had Moses not gone into the darkness, going after God, he would have never gotten the Ten Commandments and the strength and the grace to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Although he didn't take them there, he wouldn't have had the grace to keep going like he had been going. And what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is this. 
in the dark days, in the dark nights. That's why he say weeping may endure for the night because it's dark at night. It's dark. It's alone. Everybody else is asleep, but you're up pacing the floor. You're up trying to figure out what's going on. And that's the time when he is the closest to us. That's the time when he is just waiting. Behold, I stand at the door and knock and he is knocking. And all we have to do is open the door and say, Lord, come on in. Lord, welcome, welcome, welcome into this place. And the Bible tells us he will come in. He will sup with us. And I am so grateful that we have a God that can understand our infirmities, that, that feels our hurt, that feels our pain. I am so glad that our God understands what it feels like to be alone, feels like to be scared, feels like to be vulnerable. I am so glad our God can understand the things that we're going through. We can make it, but we have got to want to make it. We can live a life filled with love, joy, laughter. But when the tough time comes, we can't give up. We can't throw in the towels. We can't say, this is it. I'm done. I'm giving up. The sickness has gone too far. I lost this job. It's all I had. My marriage ended. I, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't take it anymore. And when I first started losing my sight, folks would come and say, well, you know, the Lord ain't going to put no more than you can bear. I was like, easy for you to say because you ain't the one having to learn to walk with a cane. You ain't the one who have to to flip your life upside down, easy for you to say. But now that I've walked that walk, I can tell you, if you hold on, if you don't throw in the towel, if you look within you and find the greatness that is within you, and that greatness I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Lord God Almighty, the greatest of all, the greatest of all great, the best of all best, the the, the wonderful of all wonderful, the, 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 that greatness that lies within you. If you know, if you come to the realization and, and see that God is in you, God is with you, God is for you, I promise you, he will give you the strength. He will give you the ability to take the next step. He will give you the fortitude. He will touch your mind. He will talk to you and tell you, no, 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 no. No, I didn't, I didn't make you to give up. On the way to Calvary, I didn't give up. That crown of thorns on my head, you know why I didn't take it off? You know why I did not call 10,000 angels? Because that thorn is to let you know, that crown of thorn is to let you know, I have given you the power to have a sound mind. And all you have to do is to look up because your redemption, it draweth nigh. We are more 
than conquerors is what the Bible says. And he tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. And a lot of people don't want to tell their story. A lot of people don't want to say what God have done for them, where God have brought them from because they are ashamed and they have build this so-called legacy of who they are and they've put on these masks and they've truly forgotten who they are. And I do believe I'm going to do a, a, a video on that in regards to telling the story. I heard Dr. Uh, Fred Jones say, when you tell your story, you give God the glory. And that's what I'm doing. I'm telling my story. For those of you who are battling depression, for those of you who are battling suicide, for those of you who have gone through postpartum depression, for those of you who are still in that place, I want you to know in those dark days, you can draw, you can draw so close to God. In those dark days, you can Find your way to him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. God himself will lead you to him in the tough times, in the rough times. But you have got to know there is greatness within you. You have got to make up your mind. I can't give up. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm going to hold on. Like the old song say, I'm going to run on and see what the end is going to be. Because the Bible, God promised us 120 years. And let me tell you this. <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh, I'm going to get my 120 years. And the only way I'm going to get my 120 years is if I don't take my own self out is if I keep trusting and believing God. Now, some people don't live 120 years. I don't know what they speaking, but I'm speaking life because the power of death and life is lies within our tongue. So I'm speaking. I'm going to be here 120 years and I hope you feel the same way. I want you to be around to see your babies graduate, to see them walk down the aisle, to see them bring, uh, bring forth new life, to watch your family grow, to see one generation. My daddy got to see four generations. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish my daddy had got to live to be 120 because he would have gotten to see at least two more generations. He didn't give up, but the stroke came and the stroke took his life. There are sometimes life is just going to be called out of us. Some of us, God is just going to call us home. But if he's not calling you, don't volunteer. <laughs> don't volunteer yourself and say, okay, here I come, Lord, because today was just so hard because this this, this, this mental thing I got going on, God, I'm disconnected. I'm in a fog. I'm in a haze. And let me tell y'all something. When I was going through that depression and anxiety stuff, man, that Prozac they gave me and then Zoloft and then was it Effexor 
And that man, that thing had me so crazy. So I do understand why people don't want to stay on their medication because it makes you feel crazy. I'm not going to lie. But there is something better than medication with no negative side effect. And that is the love of God. The love of God will remove all the fog. He will move all the clutter in our brain. Everything that's disconnected, he will reconnect so we can be the best us that he have called us to be. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Know that our God wants what is best for you. Know that God don't want you to hurt yourself. And my heart goes out to the families of the people who come in and find the body of the love of the loved ones just there, lifeless. My heart goes out to the families or the child that walk in that room and find that. Oh Lord God Almighty, I can't even begin to 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 see how my mind would click if I were to walk in a room and find my sister have taken her own life or my children have taken their own life or you know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't even begin to imagine. So let us continue to pray one for another. Let us continue to seek God and believe that God wants the best for us because he really, really, really does. When life gets tough, don't try to handle it yourself. Take it to the Lord in prayer. He's only a whisper away. He is as close to you as the breath that you feel against your nostril. As close as your heartbeat is to your chest, that's how close he is to you. He promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He told us he is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Our God loves us and he wants the best for us. So we're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're going to believe in God. It's too much hurt in the world. Too much hurt in our society. Too many people are giving up. God did not, I mean, Jesus did not give up. Don't think he didn't try. <laughs> because the Bible said he went to the Lord and he said, if it be possible, I'm having second thoughts here, Lord. I, I, I know we agreed on this. And I say, yes, I'll do it. But what? But what's in front of me? What I'm about to handle? What's going on in me right now? God, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can make it. But eventually, he said, okay, let your will be done. And this is what I'm saying to you. Let God, perfect will, have his way in you. Cry if you have to. Scream if you have to. Call somebody. Whatever you have to do, please, 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 please. Just don't end it. 
Just don't give up on life. Just hold on for another day. Let him strengthen you. Let him minister to you. Let him show you how much he loves you. Let him show you that he's got your back. He wants the absolute best for you. I am so grateful that God... (laughs) Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you so much. I am so grateful that God intervened and he did not let me take my life. I am so glad to be alive. I don't have the millions. I don't have the big mansion. I'm not driving a million dollar car. But guess what? I have peace. I have joy. There is a gentle, meek spirit that God has deposited into me. I love coming on on Facebook. I love being on Anchor and Pocket to tell you what God has done for me. And I want you to know what he's done for me. He will do the same thing for you because he is no respecter of person. He loves you just the way you are and he loves you and there is nothing (laughs) you can do about it we find flaws in ourselves we find the good the bad and the ugly he knows all that and yet he still loves us so if he knows all that and he still loves us why not just let him keep loving us until he brings us into our place of deliverance, our place of healing, our place of wholeness, and eventually to our place of fruitfulness and purpose. So, I want to thank you so much. Today was a little, a little tight, you know, a, a, a little, you know, not, not so cheerios and happy and gumdrops and, and everything you know, but this word, I pray, has reached the hearts of somebody who is thinking about giving up, somebody who's thinking about, I just can't do it, I can't make it, there's no way out, there is a way out, and his name is Jesus. That is the best way out, is to be in the arms in the bosom of Jesus. That is the best place to be. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you when your heart is overwhelmed. Run to the rock that is higher than you. Because he is there to love, to cover, to protect, to keep, to cherish, and to hold you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I so thank you for listening. Please share. Please share. Please Share, please, let somebody know. Let somebody know that God's love them and let them know we're going to miss them tremendously if they decide to leave on their own. We can handle it a little better when the Lord called him home. Okay, well, the Lord called him home. There's nothing we could have done about it. But when you leave, 
it leaves an op it leaves a space in us it's it's something that's undone and we don't want that we love you too much we want you to be here we want you to grow old and gray and wrinkly with us <laughs> we want you know what i'm saying and then when we leave this place for us to be in heaven together with the Lord for all eternity. It's worth it, y'all. It's worth it. It's worth holding on. It's worth not giving up. So thank you so very much for being here. I am author speaker Diane Lubre. Please go to lubrebooks.com to purchase any of my products. Don't forget, follow me, click like, follow, share. I thank you guys so very much. You guys have a blessed day, and I will see y'all. You know what? Let's pray, y'all. Let's, Father God, we thank you. God, we give you praise, and we give you glory, God, and we give you the honor. We thank you for being the great I am. We thank you for being so kind, so great, so wonderful, so generous in your love towards us. Father God, I pray for everybody who is listening to this right now, and everybody who will listen. Lord, I'm asking that you begin to reveal yourself to them. God, I'm asking that you show them how much you love them. God, I'm asking that you show them that you want nothing but the absolute best for them. Father God, even now, I ask that you strengthen them. Even now, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over them, over their family. God, whatever the situation is, whatever the sickness and the disease is, God, we plead the blood of Jesus over every situation, every problem. Problem. Right now we call on the name of Jesus because we know that there is power in the name of Jesus. We know no sickness, no disease, no problem, no issue, no situation, no drama can stand in the presence of the Lord. God, we're asking that you have your way in the lives of your people right now. Minister to your people right now. God, lavish them with the love of Jesus. And God, we give you all the praise. Hold them. Comfort them. Wrap your arms around them. Let them know, God, you have them in the palm of your hands. And we thank you, God, for all what you've done. We thank you, God, for all what you're doing. We thank you, God, for the great things that you're going to do. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You guys be good. As always, one love. That is the agape love of God. You guys have a blessed one. Bye, everybody.